0: If you follow my Twitter feed, you'll find that I share my political leanings, money thoughts, Colorado stuff, and when I get to do fun things, I love sharing fun stuff. I've actually debated whether or not I should even record this episode, but a couple of things happened recently. The first was that I thought about this topic for so long, that was a clue to me that I should actually share it. I'd also seen some Twitter some tweets on Twitter about not having enough time for joy to spend with loved ones or to spend with yourself. And finally, I just kept thinking that in a culture so focused on work, I thought it was important to talk about the role of fun in American life and the cost of fun. But in thinking about fun, I realized that for some people, they have to work so hard that fun is often impractical and the last thing that's on their list, they're just trying to survive and having been in those shoes, I, I get it. I originally planned on calling this episode the financial cost of joy, but it, it didn't quite feel right. Before I get into this episode, I want to share a recent adventure that I went on with my mom. There's a new venue in Denver called Meow Wolf. It's an immersive, interactive art experience in a massive building squeezed in between two lanes of a highway. It's super cool. I'd received some free media passes to go and check it out, and I was super excited about it and decided that my mom would be my plus one. There are three locations, with the the original being in Santa Fe, the second one in Las Vegas, and the third and biggest location in Denver. If you visit any of these three towns, you must add checking out Meow Wolf and experiencing it to your list. My mom and I had an absolute blast. We crawled through tunnels, we played with interactive screens, and we sat in the helm of a spaceship. Not only did I watch my mom have just an absolutely incredible time at Meow Wolf, I noticed that I wasn't the only adult who'd brought their parents with them. I watched those other parents embrace a childlike wonder that spaces like Meow Wolf are designed to foster. By the way, my mom kept ditching me. She was having so much fun. It got me to thinking about all of those years of hard work she'd done. Now, to be clear, my mom has had fun, of course, but in the way that I experience fun, there is a very, very distinct difference. Because she had to work so much. In this episode, I'm going to share how people with or without tons of money can build in joyful experiences into their daily lives because life is short. If living in a pandemic has taught us anything, it's the uncertainty of life. And I would hate to think that on your final day, you're like, damn, I wish I'd gone zipliny. That would suck. Or I wish I'd gone to France. Or Any of the things that you dream of. And so, my goal with this episode is to help you figure out how to do the thing. I'm excited to tell you about my first personal finance book, Not a Financial Unicorn, which is available for pre order now. If you're looking for inspiration, validation, and ideas on how to better your financial life, Not a Financial Unicorn has been written with the other 92% of us in mind. If you're investing a dollar a week, this book is for you. If you're doubting if you should continue your painfully slow debt freedom journey, this book is for you. If you're wanting to make more money and it feels like it's taking for freaking ever to reach that goal, this book is for you. I'm sharing the behind the scenes process and bonus content via my Buy Me a Coffee membership. Your financial support helps me to pay for editing, marketing, and time spent working on this project. Thank you in advance. Thank you will release on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Now, typically, I share a more political episode, but this year, I wanted to focus on joy. Today, I will be attending the Black Rodeo at the National Western Stock Show here in Denver, which I believe is actually the largest stock show in the world. I absolutely love this event. I love all of the different rodeos, seeing the livestock, button busting, which is basically putting little kids on a sheep and having them like ride the sheep. Don't worry, they're having a good time. And seeing the prize steer at the Brown Palace Hotel on display. So basically what I mean by that is there's an auction for the livestock and the prize steer, which is the steer that goes for the most, is auctioned off for the most money, is displayed in this beautiful old-fashioned hotel in downtown Denver. And You can go and check out the steer. It's like a Typically, 150 dollars to $200,000 a year. Anyway, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And every time I see this year, I'm like, I need to go to the spa. <laughs> so for three weeks, this is a pretty big event in Denver. And interestingly enough, it actually keeps getting bigger. So you would think in 2022, it would be a smaller event. Actually, that's not the case. Like each year, uh, especially prior to COVID, it's just it's been growing in significant numbers and has been around for 116 years. It's a long tradition here in my city. Who said that agriculture was dead? The thing that I wanted to share about this experience that I'm going to have is that I'm going for free. I belong to a meetup group that fosters African American experiences outdoors. These experiences range from hiking, biking, canoeing, skiing, and yes even going to the rodeo. At this point in my life though, I can pay for the experience, but through the generosity of a sponsor, our tickets have been paid for and I can participate for free. There are some folks in that group who might not have been able to go without that sponsorship and designing my products and services like in my own business. And just as a human out in the world, I think a lot about accessibility, but one of the things that I find myself thinking about more and more is how accessible is joy. Like how much joy whimsy and wonder do the adults in our lives get to experience and what do they miss out on because of price I will undoubtedly get emails or tweets from people who are like, well, people could do free stuff, you know, like go for a hike. By the way, you know I love some hiking, okay? But not everybody lives by the mountains or enjoys messing around in nature. Let's be honest. Ride a bike. People will email me and be like, well, why don't they ride a bike? I love riding a bike. It's one of my favorite things to do. I remember getting my bike when I was seven years old with the banana seat and tassels. But some people can't literally physically ride a bike. or it's too expensive to purchase one. Read a book. I'm a whale reader. I love reading so much, but not everybody enjoys reading, which is strange to me, but it's a thing. Bake cookies. Some of us have gluten allergies and have to do gluten baking, and that's expensive. Anyway, or latch hook rugs. You know what? I used to really enjoy doing this when I was younger, and I feel like I need to see if I can find one so I can do one as we wait, wait out Omicron. (laughs) But anyway, sometimes people want to do things that feel a little sexier than staying home and doing smutty needlepoint, even though I would actually learn how to do that. That's actually kind of on my list. In a world that has fire, financial independence, retire early folks talking about endless deprivation. I sometimes ask myself, have you ever been poor, been without, had to make choices to stay housed and fed versus doing something joyful, I feel like the conversations would be significantly different. Now, families across the U.S., regardless of socioeconomic stature, are feeling the financial squeeze because inflation has definitely reared its ugly head during this time. So I thought that I would share how to have fun and why you must have fun, because what's the point of life without some joy? And it's okay. Psst. It's Okay to want to do things that are a little braggadocious without being a douche, okay? It's okay to be like, yeah, I got tickets to so-and-so because maybe this is the first time in a year you got to go to a concert, it's okay. This week I took my mom out for tea. I'd originally wanted to go for high tea but kind of planned badly so we ended up just going for tea and like little, pastries. I dropped that $23 on the table and didn't even blink. In the past, I wouldn't have been able to do something like this without a lot of budget wrangling. I also reserved my car share car and drove around that day because it was easier and it was going to snow. Like I didn't have to think too deeply about that. But I really remember when I had to think deeply about those kinds of financial moves so stressful. When my finances were at their worst, the cost of fun and joy was felt deeply. The treats that I give myself now in the past would equal five hours of standing at a side hustle or a trip overseas was the end result of eight months of working at Marshall's in Boulder for as many hours as I could possibly manage. And by the way, that's a real story. I worked for I want to say for like a year at Marshall's as I planned out my first trip abroad and I was working crazy hours and that was really hard to do. I did it and I was younger, but still it was really hard to do. Weirdly enough, my expenses have gone down pretty significantly because I've paid off a really large amount of debt. I've thoughtfully lowered my cost of living while increasing my overall standard of living. If you're aggressively investing, paying off debt or just saving for that next big trip and, and you want to enjoy a cup of coffee and an avocado toast or treat a loved one to a fun experience or do something that you could brag about, I'm not mad at you and I get it. And I get sick of personal finance bros and Twitter and all that pissing on people for wanting to enjoy the now in addition to planning for later. We, we should be able to do both at the same time. I'm not mad at you, again, and I and I get it. I would like you to quietly look around you and listen to what people are saying about what they wish they had done, what they would love to do, and what they regret missing out on. Pay attention to what your relatives are saying about how much fun they've been able to experience in their life. Most of you aren't emotionally ready to have those conversations. You're just not, because it may surprise you that your relatives haven't had as joyful a life as you would have thought or you would have wanted for them. I thought I would share some tips to nurture fun and joyful experiences that typically cost money, but with the goal of having these experiences be free or significantly discounted. And this is regardless of how much money you make. And I should asterisk this and say, this isn't so you're a pity pitcher or so you're being cheap or anything like this. This is to to say, For those of you out there who are like, I can't afford to do this thing because I have these other goals, I'm going to push back and say, there's another way. And so here are my suggestions. Tip number one, check out Eventbrite and Facebook events. We're still in a pandemic, but I've noticed more and more fun happenings posted in Eventbrite and Facebook events. I'm talking free and super discounted events that you can take part in. I even found a free clothing swap that I checked out yesterday on Sunday. There's a metaverse meetup here in Denver, and I might pop into that just so I can figure out what the hell the metaverse is. And there's even a $10 onesie bar crawl, which sounds like a lot of fun if I wanted to be around a lot of people, which I kind of don't because, you know, Omicron. I even found some free yoga classes. And a couple years ago, I even found a $5 puppy yoga and wine class that happened through a partnership with a pet adoption program and local winery. Don't sleep on these opportunities and they are still happening now. A lot of businesses are really thinking about how do we get people back into our spaces? As I share these ideas, keep in mind we are in COVID. Use your common sense. I wear a mask, I'm vaccinated. I go and get free tests done to make sure that I'm not COVID positive. I'm very diligent about that. So just as a side note, please maintain your health and safety. Tip number two, join meetup groups. I'm absolutely obsessed with meetup groups now more than ever. They're a wonderful way to meet people with similar interests, but what makes meetups so awesome is that a lot of the groups are able to negotiate the price of tickets down because they're purchasing tickets at a group rate, or the group leader will get events sponsored. Sponsored events could be any kind of event for any kind of group. So for example, I belong to the local bloggers meetup group here in Denver. And that group in particular has a very long history of sponsored meal meetups where the exchange is that the bloggers will share and tweet and Instagram and do reels and TikTok of their experience at the venue. That's the exchange. So so the venue gets, you know, 30 different online content creators sharing their in uh, their experience at the moment. And so it's a, it's a win-win. So not only do I get a great meal, but I also had the experience of meeting these wonderful other people in the digital content space. They're really good friends. I love meetup groups. I'm actually thinking very seriously of starting my own meetup group. And if I do, I will also seek out sponsorships for many of the events that I'm thinking about hosting if I decide to move forward with this idea. Right now, my concern is that I only have so much time and so I have to think about it. Tip number three, that tip is work at venues. I know that in last week's episode, I shared that I no longer wanted to side hustle. I'm just tired, but I do want to share the free experiences that I've had because of my side hustles. Here are a few. I saw Hassan Minaj, Joe Coy and Tiffany Haddish, Got to check out their Netflix Netflix specials. Jim Gaffigan. I went to Westward Music Showcase, which is a big music festival here in Denver. I also uh, saw Barry Manilow. That was a lot of fun. Surprisingly, I also back in the day used to work at a at a dance studio in exchange for dance classes, and I even eventually taught classes at that studio and ended up getting paid for that work. There are just so many ways to work in a space where your passion is. And I think for most people, they outthink the creativity around that. If you are into art and you would love to work in an art space, observe your favorite art spaces or communities to see where's the gap and where you could lend a hand and be of assistance. That's just something to think about. Tip number four, optimize work related fun benefits if they exist. In my previous job, I was a student services coordinator and part of my job was designing the events I would take the adult international students on. This part of my job was awesome, awesome. Here are some examples of what we did. We did everything. I was not playing around with this. Paintball. I will admit, sometimes it was fun to take them to paintball because I would shoot at the ones that got on my nerves, but it was paintball. I don't wanna hear anyone being like, oh my God, Michelle, that's really intense. They had fun and they shot back at me. We went to the Fritzler corn maze during Halloween, which honestly was really terrifying because people chase you with chainsaws. So that that was a lot of fun. But, it, you know, corn mazes. We went to Waterworld, which is, as you would think, a water amusement park. Super fun. We attended sporting events such as Denver Nuggets, which is basketball, Colorado Avalanche, which is hockey, Colorado Rockies, which is baseball, and Colorado Rapids games, which is soccer, Bronco's tickets at that time were just completely so difficult to get. It was just never going to happen. I took the students camping. We took trips to Rocky Mountain National Park. We went to Hot Springs. We went skiing. We went horseback riding. Basically, anything I could think of to introduce the students to, I did it. And I paid my student assistants to work those events and for their participation. To this day, because I'm still in touch with several of my student assistants, they still bring this up. They loved that so much. And it was so much fun. Tip number five, follow people's social media feeds. There are some people who always seem to find the cool event, the discounted option or the free thing. Follow their feeds. I'll never forget finding a random roller skating group in my park with each person dressed up in a costume. One person was an eggplant. (laughs) Yeah, they were making a joke. They meet up and just roller skate in the park and play music with a, with a boom box. Basically they share when they're going to meet via Instagram and they just have a great time. That's completely free. Like if you have your, your roller skates or rollerblades, that's, that's a fun and free event and stuff like this could be happening in your town. What's great about that event is it's outside, which is huge. Tip number six, budget for fun. Set money aside, even small amounts so that you can intentionally plan for fun. Use your Cube Money account to set those uh, funds aside. Cube Money is a digital envelope system where you can create different digital cubes or envelopes for different categories of spending. I'm obsessed with this tool. It also comes with a Visa debit card that is connected to your account. I wanted to talk about fun because right now things aren't so fun. Many people are stressed the hell out and just trying to keep it together. Nurturing and fostering joy in your life is just as important as nurturing your 401k or your VTI investments. I often think about how hard my older relatives have worked so that I could have the life and choices that I do now. I know that they threw parties and did some fun things. I know this, and they had they had joy in their life, but I know that there was a significant price that they paid emotionally, physically, and financially so that the younger people in their family and our family could have a better life than they did. And that's, that's not unusual, right? There is a reason why I focus on having fun experiences with my family and friends. There is a reason why I think of whimsical experiences to have with my, with the people in my life. I'm a member of a number of closed Facebook groups in the personal finance space. And I'm often really struck by how infrequently, infrequently people talk about intentionally adding fun into their lives. They talk about everything else, but they never really talk about fun unless it's in my frugal travel group that I'm in. And then they're talking about travel, but in general, it's not like an ongoing conversation and all of the work talk. Why aren't we also entitled to joy? I thought I would leave you with a few final thoughts. Listen to the people around you. They may be giving you clues about what they would enjoy doing. You may have the money or the strategy to make it happen for them embrace what you want to enjoy. There is a goat yoga class that is in my future. It's not for everyone because, you know, goats are animals and they could poo on you. But for some reason, I've always wanted to go to goat yoga. It's on my list. It's not going to be a regular thing that I do, but like one time to go to goat yoga, I'm down for that. Your big dream can happen in smaller ways. We can't really easily travel around. It's kind of still a little too messy for me to do. Going overseas right now is just too much for me. I do smaller regional trips instead. By the way, your idea of fun is your idea of fun. So you don't need to explain it to other people. I also want to check out the massive jungle gym in Parker, which is a suburb to the south of where I live. And that jungle gym, it's massive. Like I I can't even, I can't even express how big this thing is. It's called Epic Sky Trek. So if you come to Colorado, if you come to the Denver uh, metro area, this is a place you need to go. I've been wanting to go for years and it's a non-negotiable for something to do this summer. You have to be like clipped in because you could fall off and kill yourself, but that's another conversation for a different day. Tip number seven, spend the freaking money. I've started saying this over and over again in some of my shows. I just mentioned budgeting for fun. Now I want you to feel good about spending the money when it makes sense. I'm starting dance classes this week and I've missed them so much. I miss dance. I sacrifice dance because I just I couldn't afford it. Right. And then COVID hit. And I thought to myself, maybe I could have afforded two classes a month for 15 bucks, but that's neither here nor there. We're in the now right now. I've danced since I was four years old and the loss of this activity really affected me emotionally. Like it made me sad. I'm also taking a free yoga class as well that I found for, um, people of color and their allied friends. So it's, it's at a studio that's created for people of color and they have a free class because they are really hoping to make sure that folks are dealing with their wellness. So it's really cool. And I'm going to donate actually to their coffers so that they can continue to offer this opportunity to, to people. If everything else on your financial list is Taken care of, you've got your bills paid, your money invested, saving some cash, money moved into your emergency fund. It's okay to thoughtfully spend some of your money. It is crazy to me to see how difficult it is for some people to spend money on themselves. I don't have that problem. (laughs) That's part of the reason why I had financial issues, besides the fact that I didn't understand how to manage money. But I'm not in that situation now. Um, And I still find it very easy to treat myself, but I'm not crazy. And I also use a car share. So I save a lot of money that way. Anywho, so spending money on yourself could be something really practical, like paying for a babysitter. So you and your boo could have a night out or having someone come in to clean your place once a month, or maybe every other month for that really heavy cleaning that you have to do. And you just don't have the energy for, and you look at that pile of clothes and you're just like, why me? Why me? Have someone do it for you every other month, getting a massage every other month. We have, uh, actually, this is a funny story. We have Korean and Russian bathhouses in Denver, but we also have a lot of hot springs and things like that. And there is nothing better than going and like sitting in one of those places, getting just steaming out the chi and getting beaten by one of the people. Cause they, there's this with the Russian one, they have banyan. There's this thing called a banyan tree and they use like a twig and I don't know. Anyway, you'll have to Google it. My point is, it's very relaxing and you go for a few hours and you're just so relaxed. It's awesome. It's 20 bucks. Only downside, you do have to be naked. You do. But if you're, if you're okay with that, that's a fun thing to do. If not, you could go hiking to one of those, those hot springs out there. You do have to be careful because them, them Colorado people do get naked. But my point is, there are things you can do out there in the world. Spend the money, God, not like a crazy person, but thoughtfully from your Cube account that you've actually planned for, it's okay. And here's a bonus tip, design the experience. What I mean is if you have something that you would love to do, like an art festival or perform with your band, a dance performance, design the experience. Stop waiting for other people. Get the sponsors, charge tickets, charge for the tickets, do the thing. Don't forget to get the liability waivers and insurance for those events. Do your due diligence. You don't have to wait for other people to create what you would like to do. This episode is not, I repeat, is not to encourage people to spend foolishly. In fact, I'm talking about thoughtfully cultivating and curating a joyful life. And if that means you would like to participate in activities that actually occasionally cost money, there's more than one way to do the thing and experience those activities. The other thing is apply for the scholarship. I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face. Apply for the scholarship or the grant. Everyone thinks that all these people are applying for these scholarships and grants. More often than not, people aren't applying for them. And so there's all this money out there just waiting for you to apply for it. Apply for the scholarship or for the grant. If you have a cadence and a rhythm for that, you may find yourself being awarded those monies more often than not because you showed up for them. Just saying. Life is short have fun while you work towards whatever it is you're working towards financially. We are in a pandemic. I have never thought so much about my mortality until the last 2 years, going on 3. Enjoy your lives carefully, thoughtfully. Get the booster. Get the booster. Wear the wear the mask, but you're allowed to have joy. One of the things I will also say is this, I go on a lot of retreats as well and where I go to the mountains and I designed that kind of, uh, rest. It's important for me because I feel so much better. So anyway, let me know what you think. Are the tips helpful? Are these things that you've considered and share your fun experiences and how you did it. So maybe that will inspire someone else. I want to cheer you on by the way, and celebrate your fun. So Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a wonderful day and I'm excited about the rodeo.